now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Now, in our imagination, the jungle is just a mini-representation of what we've seen on the news, movies, or through entertainment websites. Our perception of this wild world isn't exactly accurate, and one fearless man decided to explore it himself. He embarked on a wild journey that almost resembles someone we've seen in fictional folklore. Um, does the name Tarzan ring any bells? The mysterious jungle is known to be the home of many different species, and humans, unfortunately, aren't among them. In fact, when we hear the word jungle, we tend to run away from it as fast as possible. It sounds cozier to sit at home, watch TV, and enjoy our everyday luxuries, like a nice cup of hot cocoa on a Saturday afternoon. So the question is, why did this man choose such a lifestyle? Living in the wilderness, hunting in dangerous weather, and swimming in crocodile-infested waters? Well, one thing is for sure, Michael Fomenko is no ordinary man. So let's find out what happened from the beginning. Even though Michael's latter life choices could be considered primitive, he had a luxurious upbringing. What do I mean? Well, he was part royalty. His father was a Cossack and his mother a Georgian princess. He was born in the 1920s and had an older sibling, Inessa. Unfortunately, it was his family social status that would cause some problems for them, resulting in the family fleeing Georgia. Due to the political situation at the time, they were desperate for better living conditions, so they had to escape. Poverty became an issue that the family had to face. And to survive, they took all the valuable things they had, sold them, forged their identifications, and embarked on a journey of survival. At the time, they hired Chinese bandits to help them get across the border and get to the Chinese region called Manchuria. They traveled on foot for about a month, going all the way through a vast Siberian pine forest. But things were still dangerous for them, so they hid during the day and walked in the evening. Finally, they made it to China and settled there for a few years until they were able to get back on their feet. Unfortunately, safety was still an issue in China, so the family decided to move to Japan, which was more secure. They moved to the countryside around Kobe, and that was when Michael started to fall in love with nature. He began spending more time outdoors than indoors, and this time it was his choice. Both Michael and his sister enjoyed laying on beds of violets in the spring, walking in nature, and embracing the carefree side of life. A few years went by, and Michael's father decided it'd be safer to move the family again. He suspected that a political conflict was about to happen, and he didn't want his family to be a part of that. So they packed once again, and they headed south. 
This time, they moved to Sydney, Australia, and they restarted their lives with more hope. Michael's dad took a job as the headmaster at a very prestigious school in Sydney. And Michael and his sister were both students there. But you see, because of their previous experiences and lifestyle, they found it hard to fit in. They couldn't relate with the other kids, and they couldn't communicate with them. The language barrier was a real issue. Michael's previous experiences affected him more than his sister. It wasn't that he struggled. It was just that he enjoyed spending time alone in nature, rather than other people's company. Michael was also quite the athlete. His athletic skill helped him to become a celebrated decathlete, and his state medals kept piling up. He made winning marathons look like a piece of cake. He was so good at it, in fact, that he almost represented Australia in the 1957 Olympics. But no one could predict what he would do next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You see... Despite his success on the athletic field, Michael still never really felt like he belonged, and his need for isolation only became stronger. His father had introduced him to the Odyssey, and he began to feel like the protagonist of the book, Odysseus, who endured a 10-year journey at sea filled with alienation. This was a concept that Michael could easily relate to, and it influenced his later life choices as well. Soon enough, he began to disassociate himself from material possessions for the sake of exploring nature. His mindset had changed, and his outlook towards life had evolved, along with his appearance. He stopped dressing in uncomfortable clothes and stopped cutting and combing his hair. That was the beginning of his transformation into the real-life Tarzan. Slowly and gradually, Michael moved closer and closer to the jungle, until he became a full-time resident there. He didn't have any bills to pay, rent due, or even a boss to report to. It was just him and the wildlife. His daily to-do list had only one task on it, and that was his survival. And even just that was as challenging as it could get. The Queensland rainforest was filled with undiscoverable mysteries hiding in every corner, and Michael managed to live harmoniously with his surroundings in this newfound way of life. Unlike the fictional Tarzan, Michael struggled to survive at the beginning. You see, Australian jungles have numerous potential dangers. And to an inexperienced person like Michael, they could be life-threatening. The waters were filled with piranhas and hungry crocodiles. The plants were covered in deadly spiders. And let's not even mention the thirsty mosquitoes preying on anything that's moving. Finding clean water to drink and food to eat would be the least of your worries if you lived there. In fact, the opposite happened. During a stormy night, he almost became a crocodile's meal. But thankfully, a few locals showed up and saved him right at the last minute. Now that was a miracle. One day, in 1964, the local police station near a town in the Queensland jungle received a phone call that an almost-naked man was spotted wandering in the streets. 
The police responded quickly, and after a lengthy chase, Michael was arrested. While he was in custody, the police had to decide what they needed to do with him, but his behavior was not helping the situation. You see, due to the time he had spent in the jungle, he was acting wild, just like Tarzan would. So the police decided to admit him to a mental institution, where he would be diagnosed and treated appropriately. Now the doctors reached the conclusion that he was clinically insane, but he'd just spent a bit too much time in the wilderness and forgot how humans behave. In a short time, the doctors in the mental institution decided to do a complicated treatment to stop him from behaving like a barbarian. But you see, Michael decided to be a part of the jungle for a reason. And what the doctors didn't understand at the time was that his barbaric, Tarzanian behavior wasn't due to mental illness, it was just his choice. After years of trying ineffective treatments, doctors finally gave up, and Michael was free again. Right after that, Michael returned to the place he called home, the Australian jungle. But this time, he learned his lesson and was smarter about it. In 1966, he joined the Australian Aboriginals, and that was the best choice he could have made at the time because he remained with the aboriginals and lived off the land for more than 50 years. At that point, the rebellious man started getting too old to hunt, make his own weapons, swim fast and run. So he was admitted to an aged care facility in 2012, where he lived the rest of his days quietly. It's clear that Michael loved nature and all its mysteries, but he also made unexpected appearances in the outside world just to stock up on supplies. He was also quite the prankster as well. He would wait up in trees and jump on passing trucks to scare the passengers. Even though he didn't want to be part of society, he still enjoyed having some minor contact with it. And just like Tarzan, nature and wildlife was his home. It made him feel like he finally belonged and he felt safer in it. The story about the real-life Tarzan living in the depths of the Queensland jungle excited everyone. And since he was getting famous around the area, people started to recognize him. It wasn't until 2012, when he joined the aged care facility, that everyone noticed that he was gone from the streets and had seemingly disappeared. The communities around the area started voicing their concerns about what happened to Michael. And until they finally found out where he was, they were pretty keen on looking for him. That goes to show that even though he didn't know it, he had an impact on people's lives. So, what do you think would cause someone to escape society, reject all their material possessions, and live off the land for more than half a century?